Hello, and welcome to the Alt Left. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 55 of the Alt Left podcast. I am your host, Matthew Jumbo Johnson. With me, as always, is the good Reverend Dr. K. Good evening, everyone. And uh, Kay and I decided to ditch that bastard Chris and go with somebody a little bit fresher, a little bit newer. And with us as a guest today is Austin from the Can't Afford a Therapist podcast. Austin, thank you for joining us. No, thank you for having me, guys. This Appreciate like, it. This has been so fun already. Yeah. <laughs> it's Can just going to get worse from here, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm, yeah, I'm ready. I'm strapped in. We peaked before we hit record, as, as we as we tend to do here. But just for all of you who aren't aware, uh, Chris is still caught up in the holiday mess that we basically had to take a break from for the last couple of weeks. He will be back uh, soon. Actually, I think we're recording this ahead of time. So Chris will already be back by the time uh, you guys hear this. have been back. So anyway, fuck Chris. That's the point of this this whole spiel. <laughs> hey man, he left us. That's, I get to talk all the shit I want. That's the rule. Absolutely. So for today's topic, uh, one of the reasons we brought Austin on is because uh, he actually happens to be a comedian and he's a leftist and he, it was actually his brilliant idea that we do a, a discussion about comedy on the left or comedy from the political perspective of the left. And uh, we've talked a great deal about great Dave Chappelle. You know, we've talked about Joe Rogan a little bit here. I've made no secret of my distaste for him. But it, it's very hard to get away from politics in this day and age and comedy because it's so intertwined, especially now with this big movement. And this is where I want to start with with your take, Austin, is this idea of the, that I think is a very libertarian slash right winger comedian take of you can't say anything anymore, man. What's going on? You can't you can't tell jokes. You can't go to school. She, there's this idea that a lot of centrist and right-wing comedians put out there that they are being stifled and their ability to create good comedy is under threat. That they're uh, being quote unquote canceled yeah, all the yeah, time. All they the time. feel like they are the most oppressed bunch of whiny bitches. And now here's my take. I, I think that's absolute horseshit. I think that if you're going on a stage or going on a talk show to bitch about your inability to talk, you're you're kind of full of shit. Need to shut the fuck <laughs> up. And I think it's a lot of horseshit. I think that people are having to suffer consequences for making bad choices and and jokes that are not funny, which they haven't had to do in the past. And because they're now getting consequences for that, they're bitching and moaning like a bunch of prepies, best and assholes. But that's my take being a comedian. Where, where do you stand on this? You're right. It's just, it's not funny. Like, yeah. uh, the, like have you guys seen the Jim Brewer clip that came up recently? No, 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 no. which, which what? clip is this? He's like yelling one mask, two mask, three mask. How many? Like, it's all this like bullshit, like anti mask, anti vax, like all crazy nonsense. I'm like, but it's not funny. The, yeah. And that's why they're not doing well. Like, um, you said Dave Chappelle, right? Dave Chappelle's yeah. got, I had spoke with this. So I'm an active member of a socialist alternative as well. And I had, I had, um, brought this up at a meeting. I'm like, Dave Chappelle. Oh, what, is, what are they called? Shout him out right now, man. Uh, the socialist alternative is a New York branch. Uh, all right. Um, cool. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, Kashana Sawant um, from Seattle. She's like the most prolific member. Sweet. She, she's All just right. the city council member. Yeah, she just won recall. 
nice, oh, cool. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I just I know who she is. I got involved to get just a little bit more involved in in like active politics, you know, instead of just bitching and moaning on the internet. Because right <laughs> so, yeah. I've been doing that for a long time. No, so I was talking with them like Dave Chappelle. I go, Dave Chappelle is correct, not about trans women, trans men, not about the trans community. It's like again, I'm cis hetero man. Like this is not my place to say this, but when you start talking about his criticisms of the LGBT community, it's rich white gay men that have already found their place and of like I've got mine, and they continue to go on. It's like a classic conservative move. I've got mine. Fuck you. Like yeah. it's it's just a natural progression. And like once I said that, they're like, oh shit, like yeah, like that's who he's really talking about. He's just frustrations are just taken out in the wrong place. And it's not funny like to be, yeah, I'm team turf where a week later, Michael Shea had a special come out. He had trans jokes that were very funny, but cause they were funny. It's yeah. not because he was shitting on people for their existence. It's because they were just funny jokes. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's just can, it. Go ahead. Okay. I was going to say, you can joke about almost anything and be funny yes. and not be racist or prejudiced or sexist or, no. or whatever it being funny is not about, it, it's not about putting out something that's offensive. It's all about juxtaposing an interesting thought. And when you do that, you create comedy. Otherwise you're just being a racist asshole. Yeah. I don't know what point comedy took that turn where it's just like, how edgy can I be it, yeah. without being funny? It's just like, what's the most fucked up thing I can say and get away with it? We're like most of the time, it's not going to be funny. Like, you know, you've got to put some nuance into like, some of these jokes. Like, I don't believe in punching up, punching down. I think it's just a straight jab. You're going forward. Every yeah. joke. Like, yeah. I think anything's like on limits. Like you could, anything's able to be joke about if you make it funny. That's yeah. the only thing. Well, and there's, there's, again, there's nuance to everything. And again, we're talking about ultimately, let me say this, I'm cognizant of the fact we're talking about something that is ultimately subjective. 100%. However, however, absolutely, you were right though, like Dave Chappelle, and I think that's one of the biggest gripes that people had is he relegated the LBGTQ community to a bunch of, you know, white gay dudes. Like that's really what he did. And people were getting pissed because it's like, you've so just completely more. ignored, you know, the black trans community, the black mm -hmm. gay community. There are so many more people that he's just discounting because he's got to piss off. And here's the thing, like you, you would actually find us in agreement. Like one of the things Chris, uh, myself and Kate bitch about is all those women that would show up to the, you know, the in mass to the protests against Trump. And, you know, there were, Chris said one of his favorite signs that he ever saw was a, a black lady with a BLM flag also holding up something, a sign saying, I'm going to see all you nice white ladies at the next BLM rally, right? Because there's this idea, it's, it's, <laughs> it's as soon as it's time to actually, you know, back up the ideals you profess to believe in and support other groups that are in the same, you know, situation, they're forgotten about. And Dave Chappelle's mm -hmm. doing the same thing. And, and what blows me away, it's like, I, I, for the longest time, I was just like, how can you, as a marginalized, part of a marginalized group, not it's feel solidarity? With, yeah, like not feel that solidarity. Mm -hmm. But it's like, there's also that element of privilege. Dave Chappelle is a black man. No doubt about it. He's never not going to be a back black man. But he's now a rich, privileged black man. Oh, yeah. And I think there's that that changes that puts you at a level where it's like you, there's a disconnect there, you know? Yeah, and the same can be said about Joe Rogan. Yeah, and oh, a, oh and a gosh, lot yes. of a lot of comedians that have taken this podcasting turn too. That you've seen 
all right, I'm like a no name open mic comedian, so hopefully this doesn't come bite me in the ass. But Tim Dillon, Tim Dillon is one of the most. I, I saw it coming from a mile away years ago, and I'm like, this guy's gonna turn eventually. Because you, one, you can just—he's from Long Island. I'm from Queens. Like, I know that kind of mentality that comes from there. But mm. like, you can see, like, he started kind of like as a centerist, but then he kind of started turning to the right, and then kept going, kept going, and he started making more money and more money. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. It just like it's—it's it's where his laughs came from. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's it's where his laughs came from, and it, and so he's going to lean into that as much as possible because mm-hmm. that's where his revenue stream comes from, yeah, and it works. I mean, works. if if all your money was coming from you know from uh, books, are you going to start writing movies? No, you're going to keep writing books, right? Yeah. No, if your money's coming from the right, then yeah, you're going to lean into that, and you're gonna you're going to try to make that as much of your act as possible. Yeah, and, and who knows when it becomes like authentic right is it authentic or is it like enforced by how much money they're making how much clicks they're getting their followers they're getting like and, and then how how long of that unauthentic does it become real like oh i guess i must be right like people yeah. there's this many people you know yeah it's it's a self-fulfilling prophecy mm-hmm. or not not that specifically but um uh, self-reinforcing yeah you know the the ideas that are being uh, disposed there well, and, yeah. and there's like there's another good example. Like, I'll take uh, uh, Larry the Cable Guy is a good example of this. Like, he's received backlash recently because a big part of his base have just found out that he that it's a shtick. And for those of <laughs> that, you, that he's not actually the Larry yeah, the Cable it, Guy, like it, that he's banned. super educated and, and really intelligent, and that's not the way he actually speaks. Damn oh my gosh! Comic, yeah. And spoiler <laughs> alert for those of you that didn't know this. His name isn't even Larry. His name is Dan no. Whitney. And he was, for years, he was a failed comedian. I've yep. listened to, to takes of his old stand-up routine, and it is awful. But the moment he put a Southern accent on, dumbed it down, and just leaned into the stupid, people ate it up. And the thing is, he had to lean into it. Now, he was already kind of conservative, too. Well, you know where that character started? How? No. So he used to call into a radio show. And, and he would do multiple different characters, right? Because like, I like, saw so all these fake like uh, call-ins to like any morning zoo show hires yeah, yeah. comics to like do, do oh yeah jokes. all the time. That's how like Adam Carolla started out. It, it, exactly. Yeah. So that's how Dan Larry the Cable Guy started down okay. in, I think Florida. And yeah, this was the one character that was a hit, and he yeah. was like, I guess I got to roll with it again. Like like the right turn for a lot of these podcasts. Yeah, you know, you work, you go with what works. Well, and this yeah. thing, there's no, there's a market for it, but the problem mm-hmm. is, is that that mindset, it is a vocal minority. They are, they represent about thirty percent of of the population in this country, but they are united, and that's one thing we were talking about before we started uh, or, or hit record on this today. Is you know how the left doesn't really have unity, and there, there's an interesting truth to that because the one thing the right is absolutely. With nothing else, they are united. They are united in hatred and fear, but they are united. They will join in a cause. And the moment that somebody that's a centrist can tap into that, especially if they pull out that bullshit, oh, I'm being censored thing, people will mobilize for that. People will laugh at shit that isn't funny just so they can say they're sticking it to the left. Like you're also seeing it like happen with non comics and stuff. Like Jimmy Dore is starting to make that shift. Oh, oh Jesus. my god! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, like I mean, uh, Jimmy we've made. Door. Yeah, I've, I've I've made. We're actually going to do a, a 
a uh, topic on pseudo leftists, and he he's one of the main him and Vosh and a couple others are, are going to be a part of this because it's like there's this idea that they start out with that's pretty good and they start getting a following. And what 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 I hate about Jimmy Dore is he's basically Trump for the left. There's no intelligence. There's no rationality. I'm just going to tap into the anger of the left and spew whatever bullshit I can think of. And here's the thing, like his big claim to fame was, and again, I'll say this rightfully going after AOC and the squad for not stepping up and doing what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. And he was right in that. Any progressive will say that they're not, they're not acting like progressives. They're acting like liberals. Yep. But as soon as he got that, he started interviewing fucking Boogaloo boys and, and and like people no one like you go back and he's like a conspiracy theory nut job like he's psycho he believes in all this nonsense and he just peddles this out there and the thing is is the people that are into him it is the same cult-like devotion that the trumpers have they will not hear anything against him like it, nothing you cannot point out anything they will excuse it to the day as long n- at the whole time never realizing that they have fallen into the same trap that the trumpers have and it's like it's we it's this weird dichotomy because like you at one time you you're sitting here criticizing this group of people for following this demagogue and then you turn around and do the exact same thing just because this demagogue agrees with what you say or you mm-hmm. agree with what he says and it's just uh sorry we went on a tangent there but fuck i, mean, I hate but jimmy door it's true. It's the same thing, though. Like, you could say it about all of them. Like, like, like Joe, I, so I'm 26. I started listening to Joe Rogan when I was like 14, right? Yeah. Pivotal when you time didn't know in any better? No, this is when he was actually good, though. Like, when back in the day when he first started, it was just comics. Yeah. No, it, you're right. It was. It was just him and a bunch of comics sitting around bullshitting about com- uh, comedy. Yeah, with flashlights on the table. They were sponsored yeah, by flashlights. Like, like, ju- just like having fun. They were just exactly. fucking around talking about whatever. What yeah, just telling dick jokes and having a good time. Yeah, like, and that's what I wanted to hear. And I've I've transitioned to more comedy podcasts. Like like I haven't listened to Joe Rogan in years. Every once in a while, I'll check in when he has like an interesting guest, and like you want to hear some of the takes. But I can't yeah. sit. Yeah, I can't sit through a three hour fucking podcast. Like, like that's yeah. like it's it's just too much. I have too much time. Like, like <laughs> I, got, I got too much things to do to sit and listen to a three hour podcast and get angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what you have to give to Joe. So like Joe Rogan his. Like he had a couple of things, but one of the big things that got him out there was that viral YouTube clip of him going after Carlos Mencia. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: I agree with that. If you if your whole basis for your comedic rise is because you ripped off jokes of other people trying to come up, you should be called out for that, and and and, and rightly so. And Joe Rogan is a good interviewer. Like that's the other thing too. It's like I don't agree with Joe Rogan. And I think he's a fucking twat waffle of the nth level degree but he can interview someone. And I think there's also, there's a lot of people in the center and, and liberals too, like liberals, centrists, libertarians. There's this demand for people to just get along. Why can't we all just get along? That's what people mm-hmm. want. They want this. And so if you've got some fucking bootlicking piece of shit, like Ben Shapiro that comes on and you can interview him and, and it's like, I could, and, and you can sit there and be like, well, I don't agree with you, but I'll respect your right to say what you believe. It's that mentality. Never realizing that what you're doing is empowering fascists to have a platform and speak mm-hmm. about the most atrocious ideas possible. And that's why I hate Joe Rogan. And not, not only that, but he himself is kind of into a lot of the sewers. I mean, the guy still doesn't really believe in the moon landing for crying out loud. Like yeah. he's made this weird pivot yeah. to where it's like he's kind of saying that he like he he agrees with it, but not really. But it's like he still to this day 
thinks that the moon landing is fake. And this is the kind of thing that you're putting up there. And it's like, and, and it doesn't do any service when you've got like him being prescribed ivermectin and then the news just plays into him and says, well, he's taking a horse, horse medication. And it's like, uh, no, he's not. He's taking a medication that doesn't do shit for COVID and it was prescribed by a doctor. And yes, there are similar dosages that are given to horses and people have taken the horse medication, but it's like they've played into it. And now he's riding that on its coattails to say the press is just full of shit. Listen to me. You know? And then he did get sick and got monoclonal antibodies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The first thing he did is turn around just like every other person like him whenever they 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 talk a big fucking game up until the fact the, the time that they get sick and then all of a sudden all of the science works for them but they never say shit about it yeah yeah why do you talk so much shit about vaccines but right away you get monoclonal antibodies like i i, I couldn't even pronounce that for a while like, <laughs> like you know like and you're not even gonna question that one you're like yeah just give me plus again back to joe like he's been on steroids and like publicly oh my god for yeah. years yeah like, yeah for oh years. yeah years well it's just and here's like, the thing he's he's one of the main people promoting this idea of well we don't want we don't know what's in it and i don't want i don't i'm against i'm not i'm for anybody that doesn't want to put something in their body they're not familiar with okay joe tell me what the fuck was in that cocktail you got to cure you of fucking fucking covid i want you to give me a list of everything in there and what it does i yeah. bet you don't know shit but he was okay taking it wasn't he yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a bottle of Alpha Brain. I don't even know what the fuck that's in. Someone gives me like, a <laughs> gift, and I'm like, "Yeah, dude, like this is this is like the epitome of like the stupidity of the whole situation is that yeah. he sells vitamins, like yeah. not FDA yeah. approved vitamins." Yeah, <laughs> right. That's the thing. He I, that's makes because vitamins don't money. need to be approved by the FDA. Yeah. yeah. They don't- I exactly. say they work. Yeah, <laughs> because they're supplements. Actually, they're not even vitamins. They're they're dietary supplements. Yeah. They have but to I be mean, boarded very specifically. Joe Rogan is the fee, is the male Gwyneth Paltrow. He's peddling a bunch of nonsense. Like, I guarantee you within the next five years, that guy's going to sell something that goes up your ass. I guarantee you it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new workout thing, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's revolutionary. Not even that. It's going to be a pre, it's going to be a post-workout douche or something like that. It's like, squirt this up your ass and all your pain will be gone. <laughs> well, no, it just cleans you out from all the protein that you're eating like, from that right? that website yeah. too. Just <laughs> you haven't shit in six months. Here, take this. There you go. <laughs> the the fake moon landing is what gives me hope for him, though. Like, why? He, why still, does that give you hope? Because he still has the original Cho in him, right? <laughs> and maybe he'll go back to fleshlights and DMT and mushrooms. I, I, I doubt it. I doubt it. There's no money I, in it. I, yeah. No, yeah, it's but, it's not even about the money. He's got so much money, it doesn't fucking matter. I think it for him is more about his own ego, that idea that he has to be the center of attention. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I hate to say it, no offense to you at all, but people that become comedians don't do it because, you know, because they want to be in the corner and not notice. They do it because they mm-hmm. want the attention. Right? Oh, I got high off the stage. Like, uh, the, Exa- But that's the what I'm saying. It's like ever, I was like, oh, this is what I want. This is the stuff, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like the best I got off the stage and I looked at the I was like this is the best drug I've ever taken yeah. <laughs> and it was just all attention and I loved it yeah but it's like it's a weird yeah. a type of attention like y- people who go into comedy don't also don't want that like it's like yeah. a weird traumatic want of the attention it's like acknowledgement of like validation of your trauma 
I think that's what it is. Well, I think that I think there was I forget who said it, but I've I've heard this repeated by several comedians that that broken people make the best comedians. You know. Oh God, it, yes. You know yeah. that's why you get people referencing things like like um Robin Williams. Ro- thank you, Robin Williams. Whoa, Robin Williams. That was, was a bad one. Arguably one of the best comedians ever. Uh, you know, but there's people like George Carlin. Carlin was ridiculously smart yeah. and continued to perform well into his his old age. Uh, you might not like my take on Carlin. Why is that? Because Do you I, not like Carlin? I love early Carlin. Okay. Like 70s, 80s. But once he got involved with the IRS shit and started mass producing his content, it got real bad. I, I can respect your, your opinion. Carlin's one of the people that started this whole you can't say anything anymore bullshit. Yeah. Like, like that started with him. Like, I'm not saying Carlin wasn't funny, and I'm not saying Carlin no, didn't have No, he's brilliant. He's a very genius comic. But like all comics, he's not perfect. He's not God. He's not the epitome. He. Oh, I didn't is, say that. You can, I'm not saying you did. I, I, I'm saying this just as a general statement, because there are so many people out there that will point, like libertarians especially love Carlin. They think he, like, they'll just jerk off to his specials, you know? <laughs> You know, but yeah, he's the one that kind of started this idea of you can't say anything. And here's the thing there. I'm not saying there aren't crazy ass people that claim to be leftists that will try to shut down somebody out there. I mean, there's that meme of that of that uh, triggered uh, feminist chick with the glasses like that goes around. And there's th- there's the that. Net? Yeah, there you go. Oh, there, there's that, elements. Uh, but, but I, here's I, yeah, there's elements like that everywhere. And yeah. the right, of course, will latch onto it as if it represents the entirety of the left, but it doesn't. No. Not not even by a little bit. The left doesn't like solidify the entirety of the left. Like when you just say the left, like it doesn't that means nothing. That's what I hate. Like when I see just like people that I know on Twitter or like this the media being like, well, or or just again, like podcast media just like the left is shutting us down. Like, bitch, like who the left is busy yeah. fighting each other. They don't yeah. care about you. <laughs> like <laughs> well that's part of part of why we started this. I mean, all three of us are on the left. Chris is a communist. Like full blo- he is yeah full blown card carrying commie. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing wrong about carrying cards. I got a DSA card. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What I was going to say is, is I'm much more progressive than super hardcore leftist. Although all the time I am marching my happy ass further and further. Matt is somewhere in between. And I mean, we've derailed entire podcasts. Oh my God. I mean, you should, there was one a while back. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> about stuff that just the minutia is like insane. But the thing is, is that we need to ha- continue to have those conversations because if we don't, then we don't understand anyone or anything. Yeah. But I, we, we need to like, like these conversations are important, especially on, like on the left because their ideologies are so fucking vast. Yeah. But, like at the end of the day, what, what's our goals? We all want health care. We yeah. all want like adequate housing. Like, like we need to like start like moving on those situations. And, and uh, just to like throw my political um, I- ideologies, I, the way I describe it is um, Demsock in the streets and common the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Oh, you and Chris would get along. Oh, no, that, that, that's all. But it, the minutia is kind of where we get tripped up, right? Because like, ask any leftist, most would be would say that they're pro-choice. Most would say they want universal health care. Most would say that they they want to tax the rich. 
But when you get in the minutia, that's where you start getting these weird divides and things like that, because you also have that liberal mentality. Now, most liberals will call themselves leftists. I would disagree. I think most liberals are centrists. You know? Yeah. However, most of them will claim to be pro-choice or pro-choice, but then they'll start making statements like, well, yeah, but I want to lower the, but I don't want to, you know, I don't want to kill babies and things like that. They'll start adopting these weird lines from the right as if that Mm -hmm. has any, any influence on this. You know what I mean? Um, You know, they'll say like, yeah, I want to tax the rich, you know? Okay. Well, that might mean people that are in a tax bracket just above you get more taxes. Well, I might have that tax bracket someday. So no, I don't want to do that. Can't do that. You know, I, you know, it's, it's what that idea of like, no, nobody in America is poor. They're all just temporarily embarrassed millionaires, you know? Yep. I hate that. I hate that mentality too, because it just, it's, it's that hyper individualism, yeah. right? Yeah. It's it's that American like you gotta be better than your neighbor kind of shit. Well, like why? Like why yeah. can't we like it's we're we literally live in a society like isn't that a meme? Like like we live in a society. Can't we all get along and all that shit? Like isn't that what everybody wants? Like but they also like liberals and like the right push that competition. you can't be considered a leftist if you're pro capitalist. Like you're pro capitalism. That that's it. Like that and that's what I like. Dr- like that's pretty much the my definition of it yeah. and like liberals are all pro capitalist like yeah like it's you know you can't really change from stuff from like the inside you can see like aoc molded into something that's like a kind of weird neoliberal type progressive you know it, it's it's a weird i mean she's doing thing. the best she can but no like, yeah again but ultimately like it's eh. still kind of ineffectual. No, the eh. thing is, is unfortunately, no, they, they, you can they, always be doing more. The thing is, is yeah. that like, how much can you actually do? If you push so hard for so long for all of these things, you literally will get nothing done. And so unfortunately, yes. they make compromises in, well, okay, I'm going to get this thing done. And then I'm going to start working on this other thing. Because if I work on all the things, then nothing will ever get done. And I think that that's how they start to feel, even though that's how they initially see and want their actions to to actually happen, is they want to fix everything, but it's just not possible. It's also how many of them are in Congress. I think it's like 13 now. Yeah. Something considered progressive. Yeah. See, but, but here's the, and I've said this before, they had the power to completely derail Biden's plan. They didn't. They negotiated. They caved, and nothing still, still nothing got passed because of Mansion. And we said that was going to happen to begin with, and that was the point. If it well, was going to be, purpose. yeah, but again, again it's like, all by there's design. only thirteen of them. They can only do really so much. But like my takes on AOC and like Jamal Bowman is is you know like the Iron Dome shit. Like yeah, I, yeah. it's all theatrical. Like if you're really going to put your money where your mouth is, like that's the kind of shit you need to do. Like yeah, I get it. The Green New Deal is hard to pass. When I was arguing with my friend, he's like a he's a Navy guy. He's in like um yep, ensign yep. in the Navy. It, it, love Joe Biden right before he was about to go in, and we would argue all the time. He's like Joe Biden's gonna be the most progressive cat, like added ever. I was like, dude, I'm like you can't negotiate with the far right from the center because you're only gonna wind up on the right. Right, like yeah. that, that's it's it's always going to be like that. And I go, that's going to push the center further, right? Every single time and I go, and that's, what's going to happen. And like, it's, it's not, it hasn't even been a fucking year. And yeah. it's already been like that. Yeah. How, how, them, how, how's that, uh, student loan forgiveness going for you? How about those $2,000 checks, everyone? Yeah, I'm still waiting going? for my check. I don't know about you. Yeah. Again, think about this. I want, I want this out there again. 
Donald fucking Trump gave the American public more money than Joe Biden has. Which is why, I, I, like, if it doesn't say we we bend over backwards and lick the boot of corporatism in this country, I don't know what it does. Because even, like, that's Trump's legacy. Like, I, when Candace Owens was trying to get him to shit on the vaccine, yeah. like, yo, his legacy is $2,000. And he got the vaccine out. Why would he ever shit on that? Yeah. Like literally the best thing. So the best thing for Obama was Trump's like, like they all these guys give about is, is their legacy. Best yeah. thing for Obama oh, was yeah. Trump. The best thing for Trump was Biden. Like, yeah. cause in history now, Trump's going to look a lot better than he actually was because Biden's garbage. Yep. And it's just, yeah. again, it's like a Reagan esque kind of president, not as successful for like, the puppet that he is because they're not really getting anything done for what they're call, like, you know, pissing everybody off by doing what they're doing, except like six people who are making a shitload of money. But like, <laughs> <laughs> you noticed, huh? Yeah. 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 I wish I was one of them. I'd be fucking happy as shit. But like, yeah, right now I'm, I'm, I'm part of the, the group of people that quit their jobs in October to, to pursue something better because like, we were just getting shafted by COVID, by the government, everything. So yeah. like, fuck with them to try and take control. And and, and you're like you just watch it, and like Biden and like Kamala Harris comes out and complains every once in a while. Like she's not doing jack shit. Like yeah. they're not doing jack shit. It's all performance. And like it's so fucking obvious now because of COVID. And like nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Like even the five day CDC thing. They're like yeah, just get back to work. Fuck you. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Work or die, bitches. Work or die. Work and um, die. <laughs> you get you both. Guys are, you guys are Pacific, right? So I don't know yeah. if you saw what the new fucking mayor of New York said, Eric Adams. No. We can't shut down the economy because messengers, delivery people, people that work at Dunkin' Donuts, they don't have the the education or the academic chops to work in a corner office. What? Like, are you? Yeah. 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 This motherfucker got so gaudy, too. Got inaugurated on New Year's Day right after the ball dropped. Like, it was disgusting. All right. Thank God the New York City mayor is just a, just a, a stop sign for political careers. What yeah. a total <laughs> piece of shit. It was yeah. disgusting. They don't As have wearing, the like, educational chops to work in corner offices. Yeah. I'll pull up the actual quote because, like, I literally, I was like, this is like a classist pig like statement. Here we go. Eric Adams said, low skill workers like cooks, messengers, and Dunkin' Donuts employees don't have the academic skills to sit in a corner office. Like all those most of those people have college degrees now and can't get jobs right? because of people like you. Like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, remember the 2008 collapse? The reason that the fight for 15 gained any traction at all is because suddenly working class office stiffs didn't have jobs anymore and had to go work at fucking Burger King. And you know what they fucking learned? It's goddamn hard fucking work. <laughs> yeah. And they, and they deserve to be paid. And that's where that shit started finally getting traction. And then the economy started doing better and some of them started getting back in their office and suddenly it was like, nah, fuck the burger flippers again. And yeah, that, yeah. no class consciousness whatsoever. It goes back to American individualism. It's like, you know, why does he make the same money as me? We're doing like he's flipping burgers. Like, yo, why aren't you making more money? Like, like, why don't you ask that question? Why are you making him your enemy? Why are you making your fucking boss your enemy? Who's keeping you down? Who's pointing at the guy that's taking your cookies? Like, like, no, it's just all wrong. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. The office dude working in the mail room is trying to fight for an extra buck 50 an hour, but he's a greedy bastard because you, you need to make the same amount of mo- or more money than he does. And if he gets that then he'll be making the same as you and you work in a fucking office. Meanwhile, your CEO is just giving himself another 500% raise and you're yelling at the guy down below you. Like what the fuck is wrong with who, you people who works a thousand times harder? Like oh, people yeah. that work at McDonald's work the full eight hours on their feet. Right. Where yeah. like and I worked I used to work at C SPAN, so my job my job path was has been very weird. So I went from C SPAN college degree to janitor in the city in New York. Right. Like yeah. so that's why I get like I'm like disgusted by these comments. I'm like, I have a fucking college degree. I did pretty well in college. I did like some prestigious shit in college. I'm like, and I got unfortunately shafted by the system and I had to take <laughs> the job I got I had. And yeah. you know what? Like it sucked, but it was money and it was benefits, but like but like dude, like fucking me and the other guy were scrubbing toilets, both the college degrees. He had a, he was on his way to getting a master's degree in education. Like, are you fucking serious? Like, yeah. like you're going to yeah. tell this guy he doesn't have the educational chops to work in an office. Yeah. Uh, I have a master's degree in business. Would you like fries with that? <laughs> yeah, really? That was the most, uh, what was it? Ant-Man. He was like, I have like a bio degree. And he was like, yeah, would you like fries? And that was the yeah. exact scene. <laughs> like if that's not the most spitting image of what America is right now. And, and there's just the blind, like no class solidarity behind it is is disgusting i'm sorry if you are over 50 years old in this country it is a solid bet that you have no idea what's really going on in this world or what the reality of the world is you just don't you know it's it's, the older you get the more blind you are to it but also there like you were saying the left is so busy fighting itself that i mean we outnumber all the boomers only like two to one i hate to say it but the the older generation, so Gen X, uh, you know, boomers, that generation is like the least traveled generation of people ever. Older millennials like myself and and Matt here, um, we are also part of that kind of poorly traveled generation of people. Younger people are traveling in amounts that we could never have, and. If you are a traveled individual and you've been around the world, you will see that America is not the only one that has freedom, that America is actually a country that has, you know, some of the worst conditions in our in the first world countries in the in in this world and that things need to change. Not that hard. You don't even need to travel to do it. Like spend a day on Google and you can find out some amazing shit about your own damn country. The stats and numbers are out there, man. Like it's not that hard. It's funny as you said because I'm literally looking up, like trying to find, like so, like I'm just trying to wrap it back up to what we were talking about before. Yeah, oh yeah, sorry. Seventy-one percent of Joe Rogan's listeners are male, and like, how much is that? Is is high? Like older millennials, younger boomers? No, like like, I don't know what I am. Yeah, just what the. Like, so I think I'm a Zoomer millennial borderline kind of thing. I have no fucking idea. It gets weird. There's a lot of overlap with them. Like, you would be like. Young millennial, old Gen it, yeah, it, Z. It I don't, I don't get it. But like these kinds, of like when you see the these kinds of like labels on stuff, you can see the breakdown of like who consumes what media by that generational breakdown. Oh yeah, it's, it's very, very interesting. Yeah. Like, and I always thought that was like when I was when I was out there doing stand up, like I was you typically some of the youngest on on stage when I wasn't doing open mics. Open mics is kind of just like a free for all. But when I was yeah. doing actual shows. It was like people in their mid thirties and they're like, Oh, what do you want to do? Like, you know, is this comedy like your thing? I was like, I don't know. And this is like 
middle of Trump, right? So I had kind of hope for 2020's election, yeah. stupid enough. And I was like, ah, I'm thinking about get, going back to school, getting my master's for foreign policy and joining the State Department. And I'm like, you know, thank God I didn't do that because I'd be a fucking like just a <laughs> deep state asshole. They're like, wow, holy shit. Talk about that on stage. I'm like, but that's like, it's not really. Yeah, it's nobody to wants to hear that. Funny. Exactly. Like, like that's why. I don't know. You right just described wing, it pretty funny to me, man. <laughs> but like, you're into that though. Like, yeah. The right wing, most of like the right wing, like they don't want to hear like the Joe Rogan podcast is like easy listening of podcasts. Like, yeah. you know, they don't, there's no real pushback on it. So like, like my best jokes are don't try in your girlfriend's bra, especially if you're a fat guy, because they, it's either going to fit or it's not going to fit. And you don't want it to fucking fit. Like, neither of them is a good situation. And then uh, my ADHD doesn't allow me to have threesomes. Like these are my two best jokes. Like nobody, like, they, they don't want to hear about my take on foreign policy. Like, like they don't want to hear that, Yeah, you know, but like when they agree with like the mass shit and like, you can get simple fucking like, like make stupid noises like just pretending to put on masks yeah like, yeah you're just kind of stoking that fire of anger it's not real comedy it's just fucking like it's it's hack it's that's what it is yeah. like, you know there yeah. could be so much but my favorite podcast is come town like it's an awful vulgar show it's pretty racist it's like everything is wrong with it but like these guys are just having a good time. And like at the end of the day, they're not really fucking pieces of shit. They're actually like two of the members are DSA members. Like, like they're, they're trying to do the right thing, but like, mm -hmm. they're just being funny and yeah. it's just totally shut off. They don't give a fuck. They make fun of everybody and anything like, and it's just, well, and that's why I said that what I relate to, you know, jokes, a joke can, can be about something like that and still be funny. Yeah. You know, not like hurtful. you were saying, it like, just, Exactly. Well, the, the, a good example, like I'm, and I'm, John Mulaney has a bit about his wife being a bitch. Like, there's a whole bit where it's like the whole thing is just leading up to him calling his wife a bitch, and it's awful and grotesque, and it's funny as shit, and it works because it's yeah, done in a good way, and it's relatable. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, the exactly. kind of stuff's really like everyone's gonna argue with their wife. Like, it's just a. Uh, fact of life and fact of relationships you're gonna argue with your wife i think she's a bitch every once in a while like everyone's <laughs> yeah. gonna argue with their significant other it's it's just what happens and, yeah. and that's why it's so relatable and like that's why these like right wing i guess these pseudo right wing these these grifters per se like you know for the lack of a better term like they're turning on the faucets and they're just collecting the money yeah, yeah. I, I honestly I'll, I'll go out there i'll say i think joe rogan is absolutely right wing one who i think walks the line and walks it in the most ridiculously stupid way I've ever seen is Bill Burr because Bill really? Burr. I, so I here's like the thing. Takes. So here's the thing. Bill Burr will do an incredibly racist fucked up joke, but then call out white women for not supporting the black community. You know what I mean? It's this, it's this weird line where he keeps jumping back and forth. And again, I, I agree because I'm with you. There's a lot of stuff he says that I do agree with, but then I'll I'll catch him doing that shit, and all of a sudden I'm just like, oh fuck, Bill, really, really. <laughs> but I think he can get away with that stuff because, like, at the end of the day, he like, like I said, like you can make all these jokes as long as you're doing the right thing. And he's got a black wife and a black child. Yeah, like yeah. he can't be, he can't be like this horrific racist person if his family's. He's the only white person in his family. Like, yeah. like, like really, like. <laughs> 
The, uh, Bill Burr, too. He's not even white. He's like extra white. He's like shiny. <laughs> and fucking, <laughs> he's fucking Irish Boston white is what Bill Burr yeah, is. Really. Like, Dude's so white, he's almost fucking clear. Let's just let's just get it out there. But like it's it's a generational thing for him as well, because he's also he also pushes back on Joe Rogan, which not many people yeah, do. He and does. he's yeah. one of the few people who is in a position of power to do that. Do you guys watch Hassan? Hassan uh Piker? Sometimes yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with him, yeah, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh he showed a clip. He, he loves Joe Rogan. Again, like he's around my age. Grew up watching the Fleshlight Joe Rogan era and like huge pivotal, like learned so much about comedy, learned so much about like just like random fucking stupid shit, aliens and all this stuff. And now like you have what he's become and like he's got great takes on what he's become because it's just like an echo chamber. Like once you get onto the Joe Rogan show, like, dude, you fucking made it because like it's three million people. They listen daily. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic opportunity. He's got more more viewers than mainstream media. Right, uh, Brandon Schwab, former UFC fighter, was like the the supercut of him talking to Joe Rogan. Joe was like, "It's crazy," and Brandon Schwab was like, "It's the craziest man." It's literally like just <laughs> echoing like a parrot. Like, like he was like, "Dude, this is the wildest industry." Brandon Schwab just goes, "It's so wild. Oh, the, the industry is just <laughs> wild. I can't believe it." It's like it's insane. It goes on for ten minutes, and and that's what it is. Like a lot of it's because he's so big and powerful that like just having your access onto the show boost your your influence or your oh yeah click or everything. if you get on his show you have made it yeah no easily yeah, yeah. and, and uh, i don't know if you guys are familiar with shane gillis and that whole thing but he was a snl comedian he got fired uh for doing like asian um accents and like asian like stereotypical jokes on his podcast but like the reason why it was so bad is because he got hired the same time they hired their first Asian cast member in SNL. Oh Jesus! So it was just a horrible optic thing. And he said, like the New York comedy scene rallied around him, which was like, yeah, he made poor taste in jokes. He shouldn't lose like the SNL opportunity, but the optics behind it were really bad. So like the New York comedy scene rallied around him, made sure he didn't fucking like go broke. Yeah, uh, which is good because he's a great comedian. I think he's a very good comedian. But his whole thing was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll just go on Rogan. It took him two years from that situation to get on Rogan. And it was like, oh, I guess this is not that easy. It's like, like, like you can't just say it and it'll yeah. happen. Yeah. So like he and like the way he picks and chooses these people to come on is also suspect too. But then he has like Bernie Sanders on, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. very confusing. Thing is, is like he's smart. Like, and I'm sure he's got people working for him that are just as smart that know the you know he wants to play that he'll have the Bernie Sanders and then the Candace Owens, and then he'll have the Neil deGrasse Tyson, and then he'll have some fucking out there conspiracy theory tinfoil hat nut job, and he'll bounce around and do that and, and it'll just be it's it's that and this is what i hate it's, the most it's about begging Brogan. the question it's i'm just asking questions i'm he's just asking just questions. begging the question what's that uh there, there was like a 4chan meme where he's like the the con like an old con just traveling through the 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 world on his horse he's like tell me what well, tell me why fires like a sky fire come over mountain <laughs> <laughs> It's just so stupid, but that's what he's become. He's just become like this like chimpanzee man that like tell me more. Yeah, and like so, like it's just so so much. Like I just like I said, bring back flashlight Joe Rogan, man. Like I haven't heard Joey Diaz's voice on 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 that podcast in years. Yeah, and, like that's what he was, you know. Like Burt Kreischer, Tom Segura, just bring back the boys. Like Burt Kreischer is hilarious, by the yeah. way. The, the best episodes that they have. Or the sober October when he brings back Ari Shafir, who's a yeah. controversial comedian in his own right, but he's yeah. great. Ari Shafir, Bert uh, Kreischer, Tom Segura, and him. 
that's the fucking core four. That's when you're making good content. And that's because like, that's the authentic him. And yeah. like, that I truly believe, and I could be fucking wrong. I don't know I'm from a hole in the wall, but like, you well, know, I like, mean, and, and I think that that could also be true, but it could also be that that guy is gone now. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a hundred million dollars from Spotify could change a lot of things. Right. Yeah. A <laughs> hundred million dollar contract. I could not fucking believe it when they got gave him that. And uh, without saying any names, I've heard from some people like, so I work at a podcast. Yeah, I run a podcast studio for, for my job. Yeah. So I've heard some some insider shit about these contracts and they're like just as bad as the music industry contracts with podcasts. So are they like, yeah, they're like, so they're like completely take over shit. It's not good. Did, did like, he forget I, I to get a lawyer know. before he signed it? Yeah, I don't want to get into too much details. I go, you know, they were young, they're young dudes. Like, you know, if it was me too, I'd be like, fuck yeah. Hell <laughs> fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> <A> million dollars. <laughs> Sign me up. And it wasn't even that much money, but like the amount of money that he said he was getting was fucking significant. So yeah. it's yeah. like it's it's pretty interesting to see that and to see like Joe Rogan get a probably completely opposite deal, right? What they take down the Alex Jones episode oh yeah big deal right you still have two thousand other episodes on there you're still making more money than most other people on on this platform and your contract's probably not fucking strangleholding you into this contract for however long they want you yeah yeah well and he could he could afford a lawyer to get himself out of the contract if he wanted to well and that's just it he was already big before spotify the reason he got spotify is because he was big whereas yeah whereas most people are just hoping to get a Spotify contract. Yeah. They so just want to do whatever the fuck they want with them, you know, yeah. and it just adds to their content base, you know? Yep. yep. It, and, it, it's, uh, and now their whole thing with anchor too. So uh-huh. they just bought out anchor. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's what you guys use, but like no. that, like when I, when I heard that, I was like, that's kind of sketch. I'm like, they want to just keep a stranglehold in this network, this podcast industry. It's still brand new. It's still very brand new. Uh, it's kind of like the, dot uh, com bubble. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like and and who got involved with the dot combo very early, right? Like right wing dudes, like yeah, dudes yeah. With some good money, conservative dudes, and that's what comes in through my studio. I again, like I'm not gonna say too much names. It's mostly finance bros. Like I'm working yeah. with finance people, uh, NFTs. I hear a lot about. Oh uh, god, yeah, yeah. And I'm just sitting there like I just got my headphones on. They're like, oh, what podcast do you listen to? I was like, uh, Chopo Trap House. You should check it out. <laughs> 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 Never saw them again. <laughs> Well, and this is why I've I've said this before. I'll say it again. Joe Rogan is simultaneously the best and worst thing that's ever happened to podcasting because by virtue of his success, he has kind of blown up the medium, right? Like it was there. There there were people. He definitely changed the medium. He did. Like there were there were plenty of people that have been doing this forever. Like Kevin Smith was one of the first people in the podcasting game. He was the first one, like Smodcast and stuff. Like he was he he he, like should be getting all the credit for for Joe Rogan. Rogan's shit. It's but Kevin now, Smith. Yeah, exactly. 100%. But now Joe Rogan's blown up and everyone looks at Joe Rogan and they are convinced that that's what a podcast needs to be. They are all yep. trying to mimic Joe Rogan. And the thing is, is there are millions of podcasts out there. Most of them flame out by episode 10. Because yeah. most people think that all they have to do is get a mic in front of them, talk at a camera, and they're they're done. You know, very few people have, and they think they're going to have the success right off the bat. And it's like, We've been doing this for over a year. We've got a good listener base. We're about two hundred people solid right yeah. now. Right with 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 like maybe you know, with maybe a hundred per week that are listening actively. You know, for a political podcast. Yeah, a leftist political podcast, which is probably the hardest market. 
Yeah. yeah, because you're anti-capitalist. They're not going to promote anti-capitalist right. shit. Absolutely. Like that's why it's so hard to get into the mainstream. Like the reason why Hassan is is so popular is he's six foot four and he's hot. Like, just look at the guy. You can say it, and he's like talking about free healthcare and free college. Like, yeah, no shit. People are going to flock to this guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's the only reason why I think he's so popular. Plus, he's got great takes. Some not so great takes, but um. I actually do think we talked about him recently because there was a bit of he got into some like hot water from his fans because I guess he bought like a three million dollar home recently. Yeah, that's so, so yeah. stupid too. He lives in West Hollywood. That's like I, I live in Queens. A fucking regular <laughs> ass house is a million dollars. Like I, it, there's no space in between. There's no yards. Like, like I no, smell it's, the it's true. Like houses down. Like people don't understand. Like, especially that, Twitch is a young audience. They don't understand how much house costs. The, the average home <laughs> here in in Southern California is like three quarters of a million dollars, yeah. and that's a tiny little house. Yeah, you know, Shaq. we're yeah. not talking two hundred. You know. Uh, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 square feet homes. We're talking like 1,500 square foot home, which if anybody knows, that's like three bedrooms and like two bathroom and a kitchen, right? Like this is not a big place. No, no. Yeah, like it, it's it's wild. But like he got a nice place, but it's like West Hollywood, like for $3 million. I was that sounds about the, right. Like, yeah. No, not even. He got a bargain. He's got like yeah. four bedrooms and stuff. I'm like, what is wrong with that yeah, house? Yeah, but for West Hollywood, <laughs> that sounds about right. Three million bucks for the house? Sure. Yeah, like that's what like people got so upset. Like socialism's when you can't buy a house. Like, no, motherfucker. Like, that's how much houses cost. You should be mad that houses cost that much. Like, not right? that he bought a house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should be pissed that house didn't cost uh, $500,000. Yeah. Well, it yeah. becomes, I- it's the debate of like, you know, most most people that that I engage with when you talk to them, it's like we don't like billionaire classes. We we have problems with millionaires, but billionaires is, should not exist. That's the main focus. But Hassan's not even that. He is like he donates shit tons to charity. Like actually, I, oh, I took the stream. Co- yeah. Well, I took stream. the con side of this. We I, I think I was getting in a debate with Chris about this is because I was kind of like, well, that's kind of shitty at first, and then I was like, no, you know, you got a point. Like he's really not going all that extravagant he bought the dude bought himself a house I and mean, we talked about it if we ever won the lottery i'd buy a block here where i live for houses for everybody and my and my family and friends you yeah know? but like who lives in his house he bought the house for his family. mom his yeah. dad his brother like who's a nasa engineer works in the garage like he's yeah. he's got a stream room but he needs to be a luxury with a streamer at the stream room he, he makes fucking thousands of dollars let him have a that's what that's what he does for a living first of all let him him have his office secondly just because you bought a three million dollar home he didn't pay cash for the house no no he's got to pay that off for 30 years like yeah yeah, like like, that's a long ass time to be living in one place yeah Yeah. like no nobody pays three million dollars for a house cash like it just doesn't happen here's the briefcase of my twitch (laughs) prime money (laughs) (laughs) Like it's not how that worked, but like that that outrage came from um, just like the the demographic of his audience. It's very yeah. young. Twitch is a young audience. They well, just don't understand. Well, be, exactly. Yeah, they're still and learning they about eventually. These, yeah, pop, they will eventually. These, but. these viewpoints and and exactly what it means. And again, I I get the outrage at first, but you know you got to think about this. Like nobody is suffering and dying because Hassan bought himself a three hundred three million dollar home. No, no, millions no. are suffering because. Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos are hoarding wealth. 
But Hassan owns one home, and he filled it up with his family. Right? Yeah. These people are buying up homes and filling them up with nobody. Yeah. Like, and, and driving yeah. up prices. Like, you know, Z- Zillow that, was buying homes in mass just to resell them. Like Zillow Ex- was doing that recently. They were buying up homes for well over asking just, cash offers on these houses that were contributing to, to just price. rising up prices. Yep. With the hopes they yeah. could sell, and they, and they screwed themselves over. They had to bail out of doing it, but still, like. That's a problem. Hassan is not causing the problem. Companies no. like Zillow, people like Elon Musk, those are with. If you want to get into, if, if you're focusing on socialism, that's where your focus needs to be. Not on Hassan, who's donating to charity, buying a home for his family, and supporting himself. Like, come he, on. He donated like 10. He doesn't like to, he says it all the time, I don't like to donate on stream because people get upset. He goes, but then I don't like to donate off stream because people get upset. He goes, so I'm doing both of them. Fuck you. <laughs> He's like, he donated 10 grand to like bail funds during the George Floyd protests. Live on stream, ten thousand dollars. That's nothing to scoff at. Like yeah. that's a lot yeah. of fucking money. Like and and I sure as fuck couldn't complain. do that. Hey, yeah, no, dude. Like I'm literally, I'm literally like, like I my situation right now sucks all for the sake of credibility and professionalism. I am making no money, and I'm just like, yeah, let me just get some pizza crust over here please. <laughs> <laughs> like like Hassan give me some money let me get a room that's why I'm upset yeah. <laughs> just yeah. come on my podcast help me the fuck out and it's it's hard to promote yourself as a leftist because the like you're not gonna get promoted as an anti-capitalist and that's yeah. no. I you just you just don't. Well, because the yeah. thing is, is you, you like liberals aren't aren't anti capitalists. Centrists aren't anti capitalists. Right wingers. So, like again, you're you're now in another smaller majority, much less organized and fervent than the right wing is. Uh, and the thing is, is like I think the ideas of progressives, socialists, democratic socialists, communists, those ideas are popular. They're gaining steam. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But the moment you call it socialism, communism, any of these things, it, you're done. The moment everybody you say loses their mind. The moment the, yeah, moment the no word no capitalism words. bad comes out, like yeah. you're fucked. Because everyone wants socialism until they find out they can't have capitalism, and then it's it's suddenly like fuck. But they don't even realize what socialism is or Correct. like what capitalism is. Like they just think it's like oh, uh, I've been taught my whole life. That like these the, the Red Army bath. The thing is, is everybody wants all of the tenets of socialism, but the second you call it socialism, they're fucking off. Yeah, they I don't know. want it when you call it. Yeah, people right? also don't like to be told that they've been lied to their entire life and they believe bullshit and like you've just been spoon fed bullshit and they're like no fuck you no i haven't i know what's going on yeah like right. no you, you don't like the state department literally makes the historical like agenda so you know what they want you to know like read a fucking book from the other's perspective you'll learn what happens the treatment like i like third party perspectives just the fucking overview of what happened like oh shit yeah, and that's why you can't be a leftist comic. You know how funny is it? This is a oh yeah, the United States government went to South America and took over for bananas. Like fuck you, like that's not funny. Like that's just, like depressing as shit. Well, and that's the thing. Most people don't even know that happened. That's the thing. Exactly. It's like part of the like the audience has to be aware of of the content that you're talking about in order to be on the joke. And so when exactly they, when they're already blind to it, you're absolutely right. Like you can't, it's, it's hard to do it. They're like going to talk really about is. banana republics. They're like, what's so wrong about a hundred dollar shirts? Like, uh, yeah. no. like <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about the real banana republics. People don't like being told 
oh, the shit that you know is all wrong and everything that you believe is all wrong and that's on purpose and it's not your fault. And they're like, they just get, well, it's like a human conditioning thing. It's like. It's cognitive dissonance. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the belief that the thing that they've known their entire life has to be correct because they cannot imagine it not. And the second that they're faced with that, the truth that it is not correct, they cannot accept that it is not. The the funniest thing though is the same people that are like that and like ah uh, nah like I, I believe what I know is true. They also don't trust the government. They're like you no. can't get your vaccines. Like yo, who do you think wrote the curriculum? Like the fucking government did that, dude. Like like you can't you pick and choose and be it be it one way. Like you can't have fucking little bits of everything. Like you got to be consistent across the board. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's the whole idea of the government is full of shit and wasteful spending, and they're all dumb and they don't know what they're doing. But all these conspiracies where that require massive amounts of mo- funding and money and intelligence, the government it's is secrets. And, and, yeah, and so many people to keep their mouths shut. Which what? If you're a white guy, straight white guy from the age of twenty one to forty seven, you have a podcast. There are no secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Like, so like I don't even know like dude, something's leaking like yeah like Bob Lazar has been telling the same story for twenty five years like something's bound to come out like even if it's bullshit something's bound to fucking come out yeah yeah, yeah it's 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 gonna be out there like it just but you're right it blows me away it's, the, the, things just it doesn't add up but it's the same thing that Joe Rogan was doing it's like you poke holes in the vaccine because it's popular and you want to do it and you make these arguments like well I don't know what's in there and so I don't want to take it and it's like Oh, I got sick now. Okay, you're gonna take this pill, this pill, this shot, this this IV infusion. Okay, cool, doc. Thanks. So you just got a cocktail of drugs that you don't know even how to pronounce. Fucking half of them. But on the other hand, you're gonna turn around and tell people not to put stuff in their body when they don't know what it is. Let's just like he's on testosterone replacement. He's probably taking Winstrel, which you need to get from sketchy Chinese websites. Like yeah. they don't sell that anymore. Yeah. It's illegal in the states. Like you can look at his stomach. Like his stomach is gross. Like you know that's like not natural. And of course, like he says it outright for years. I don't again, I haven't listened to him for a while. Like, Nobody like, used he, to. He made the turn to be like, "Oh no, this is all real." But like, yeah, he's like, "Bro, I'm 46 years old. Of course I'm on steroids. Of course I'm on testosterone." Like he was so open about it like 5 weeks, 5 years ago. Yeah. And like now everyone seems to forget that and and because he's because he, like, because he stopped talking about it. Bro, you're literally taking horse steroid. Antibiotic steroids are for horses. Like, that's a literal horse drug that you're taking. Yeah. And, and again, I, I got really upset with the left, too, but the ivermectin thing. Uh, we, can, we, can't, we can't be hypocrites. Yeah. We, we do ketamine. Right? Yeah. That's a horse drug. <laughs> <laughs> we do it for a totally different reason, though. Yeah. But again, we, we do horse drugs. They yeah. do horse drugs. It's okay. Wait, wait, something's got to go underneath the rug. <laughs> so here's the thing. I don't have a problem with somebody doing a horse tranquilizer. I have a pro- or a horse drug or any other animal thing. Do it. But don't get on your platform with billions, millions of people listening and try to tell them that this stupid horse medicine is going to cure COVID-19 instead of the fucking vaccine. That's where the, that's where the left should be focusing their anger. It's yeah. not that they took the drug. It's that he's yeah. helping promote the drug as an it's, alternative it's, to the thing that works. It's yeah. 3 million people that are just like... Like I said, it's easy listening to podcasting. Joe Rogan is like the quintessential epitome of his listeners like none of them are going to question what's being said yeah. they're just gonna be like oh that's interesting oh that's cool and then just go on to the next episode which is like 
is America where the aliens landed first? And like, oh, that's fucking cool. Like, yeah, like, you know, it doesn't there's no pushback even from the audience, which is what you need. Like, yeah. you, you need to have accountability. Again, and yeah. that, that's my same thing with like AOC and stuff. Again, everybody needs accountability. And, and you can't have that if they have this like celebrity godlike status, which unfortunately is how this society in this country works. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just the way people are jammed down your throat and like the way it, it's just easy to make money to talk shit on these people. Oh yeah. We're talking shit on Joe Rogan, but like we have like legitimate like grievances about yeah. this stuff. Yeah. Like other people are just like Joe Rogan bad or orange man bad. Like, yo, say why? Yeah. Like, tell me the reasons why I like, you can't just say they're bad and not expect anything to change. You have to like fucking like, I, I, I criticize Joe Biden more than I criticize Trump because I oh, expected yeah. nothing from Trump. I expected yeah. a little bit more from Biden, but God damn, like this is pathetic. Like, yeah, like, I, I, I'm like where they're like, why are you always so outspoken about like liberals and, and Democrats and not Republicans? I'm like, because like, I like, I don't know. I'm stupid. I, I still hope that these people will give me something like a crumb. There's like a crumb of pussies. Like, please, just please something like nothing. No, they don't give me nothing. <laughs> not a thing. Not a thing, man. And, and that, and that, because with Trump, there's not much you can keep saying. Like everything we said before Trump got elected about Trump came true. Like there was no mystery. Oh, yeah. We we knew what was going to happen before Absolutely. he got elected. We knew what he was. We knew what he was going to do. It, like there were no surprises with Trump. Like we, we criticized him all the way. Don't get me wrong. But the thing is, is Trump always fulfilled what what we expected him to do. Trump. In, in fact, there, the only time he went b- beyond our expectations and did something we didn't expect was when he did something good. Like yeah, he gave us money. Yeah. Like, holy shit! Like what the fuck, Republican? And what pisses me off is like I've grown out of believing Democrats are good. I've grown past that, but I think the the U.S. left, and I include liberals in this, just because most people will generally include liberals. But like, mm-hmm. there's this idea from them is that as long as it's it's the vote blue, no matter who bullshit, yeah, without bothering to ever once think about the policies you're instituting. Like, vote blue, no matter who got us Joe Biden, who I'm sorry is the most progressive president we got, and is still a centrist corporate chill. Yeah. yeah, like he. I, both of those statements are true. He is the most progressive president we've ever had, and he is a central centrist corporate chill. And when right when center right corporate contemporary chill, president, yeah, exactly. Because uh, because there's been a lot more progressive people back in the day, like that, that would like they they wouldn't even get fucking elected nowadays. They'd be like like FDR would be a, considered a fucking communist. Like, I mean, yeah, and, but and he was he also wasn't. racist too. Like that's the thing. It's like. But he fit in for the time. Like, I, I, again, like, it's not excusable to be racist no matter, like, the time frame because they were good people, especially like, when they were slaves and shit. Like, it was like John Brown freeing slaves, like, through violent revolution, which is like, yeah. you know, sometimes it's necessary. But, like, um, like, you can't, like, I, that's just who it was. That was the ruling class at the time. But, like, even that, he could still be racist now and have all those same policies and still not get elected and still be hated because he'd be a communist. Yeah. Like, yeah. literally, they're just like, communist! Like, uh, um, Jimmy, Jimmy Carter put solar panels on the White House. Reagan oh, yeah. took him right down. Yeah, right yeah. down. Like, like, like this is not progress. Like there was more progressive shit in the seventies. Like this is just all nonsense. Yeah. Like I, I, to me, Biden's a Dixiecrat. Like oh it's- god, yeah, without, <laughs> yeah, without, yeah, yeah, without yeah. a doubt, without a doubt. And and but that's why it's never going to get better because he's all these things. The right paints him as a socialist. Their base I, buys into it, 
God, and yeah, so wish- they rally and elect the next fascist dictator that comes along to replace him. And the left never learns their fucking lesson because they just want to return to normalcy. They just want brunch back. And so Bro, they yeah. vote for the centrist fucking boring ass Biden as if that's going to fix everything. And it's not. It's just going to keep things getting worse. All Biden did is stall till the next Trump. It might be just Trump again in 2024. Right. Like at, at the way this is going. Who knows? Because he's being like, like I said, they don't want him to shit on his legacy of the vaccine. And he won't do that because like it, it's a good thing. Yeah. Like, you know, wholeheartedly, the vaccine is a good thing. Came out under Trump, whatever. Like he did a good job on that. Like I could, I'm not, I'm not a fucking asshole. I can say he got it out in a meaningful time. He didn't have to sign that. Like, uh, authorization act or whatever you didn't have to he did it anyway and they're like don't you hate the vaccine he's like no i'm boosted he's like you guys should get it he's like and like but that might kill him but that might also pick up these like weird fringe liberals right and and i hate the return to normalcy bullshit because like what's normal for you is fucking hell for most other people that's exactly it normal (laughs) is awful normal is people are minorities are dying people are starving people are losing their jobs people are going broken homeless that's what normal was like and that was true under obama and clinton too it wasn't like this stuff suddenly appeared out of nowhere this stuff has always been there and it's just more obvious and it's getting worse every single year you know whenever someone brings up obama like i like obama like as like a person he's a good person again I don't think the president really has too much control of what happens overseas, especially militarily. But like the Cundit's hospital thing, like you can't say that's that that was that's fucking normal during a liberal presidency. Yeah. And guess what? And guess what? That was swept under a rug. Trump just did that shit in public. He yeah. did not give a fuck. But Obama yeah. was doing the same exact things like and that's my issue it's like yo nothing is normal everything's fucked yeah we drone strike civilians (laughs) within the first hundred days of i mean first hundred days of biden presidency what do we get drone strikes on civilians it just keeps happening like yeah that's normal welcome back to normalcy that's literally what i said when it happened we still have kids in cages but now they're juvenile detention centers and everyone's just like oh okay cool now they're happy prisons (laughs) for children yeah the whole kid in cages thing like Obama built the cages. Like, right. Oh, that's a fair, yeah. fair assessment. Yeah. They're saying the right things. Like, yeah, of course Again, that was be. a good line from Trump when they were debating who built them, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, and Trump again, fucking piece of shit. Like every once in a while, he hit the nail right in the head. And every once in a while, he could be a little funny. That's the problem with him. Like yeah. the, he says the quiet things out loud, which, you know, nine times out of 10 bad. <laughs> and, but every once in a while, he's like, who built the cages, Joe? And they're like, Oh, yeah. people are like, Oh fuck. Who yeah. did? do that like that's like a legitimate like wait a minute huh but like also we're not murdering yeah yeah we're also not murdering like foreign officials overseas on a different country from where they're from just like fucking publicly like at least they did that quietly you know which again bad doesn't start a fucking massive public outcry and war <laughs> yeah oh, oh this has been great yeah getting so, real getting real greedy at the end there we go <laughs> so basically what we're saying folks is this is all a lot like comedy <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah you need to be on the right to make any money yeah yeah it's all <laughs> one big fucking joke welcome to capitalism Huzzah. Uh, but I think that's actually a good spot to end. Austin, thank you so much for being oh, here, thank man. Thank you guys. This was great, dude. I yeah. had a great time. Absolutely. Hey, hey, you don't have these conversations. Like the, the leftists that I know are so few and far between. That's why I joined SA. I'm like, I just don't have 
conversations like this with like like-minded people anymore it's just like because ever since i graduated college it's like moved to new york back to new york city it's just like, it's it's hard there. to find people that are like-minded enough that and and actually have an interest in it enough to actually yes. have a conversation like i live in a liberal metropolis like back to brunch is like the definition of new york city <laughs> yeah like literally as soon as trump lost it was like fuck yeah everyone was in the streets partying and i'm just sitting here and my poor little sister i radicalized her at a young age so like, we're just sitting <laughs> we're sitting here Good for you hands palms in our faces just like oh god things are about to get a whole lot worse right <laughs> yep. Yeah, but thanks for having me, guys. Again, uh, we're just like, just blackpilling the audience as I go, just yeah. tossing that out there. No, we're, <laughs> no worries, we're gonna I'm a lot funnier on stage, I promise. Like, uh, <laughs> my, my penis is huge in the metric system, all that kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you go ahead and then plug your shit right now? Yeah. Uh, if you liked me, you can listen to my podcast called Can't Afford a Therapist. It's on all platforms. Austin Can't Afford on Twitch and Instagram. And my non-really existent Twitter is Awesome J Piazza. If you give me a follow there, that'd be pretty cool, but I don't really use it. I bet you about the Giants on there mostly. So to wrap it up, since we've been gone for a while, I don't have a whole lot of shout outs. There are a few things I've been coming through, but I'm going to save them probably for a later episode. Um, we got a couple of polls coming out, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, but thank you, everyone, for uh, joining us each week. Thank you, my good Reverend Dr. K. Thank you, Austin. Chris, I love you. Can't wait to see you back, buddy. And until next time, everyone, take care of yourselves, take care of each other. And remember, kids, the revolution is you.